So open your Bibles with me, Exodus 14, starting at verse 10. As Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up, and there were the Egyptians marching after them. They were terrified and cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us to the desert to die? What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone, let us serve the Egyptians? It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. I want to stop there for a moment. Do you understand what the people were saying to Moses? They would prefer to be slaves than to be free. Because to be free required action, number one, and required, uh, um, you know, having to go through this situation that they were going through. It's a lot easier for people just to sit, stay put, not do anything, and, you know, complain about where they're at, but they're like, you know, they never do anything about it. The Israelites, you think they were happy? Um, yeah, sacrifice, that's a good word. You think, you think they were happy? Um, being slaves in Egypt? No. You know, but they, they, they're saying to Moses, it would have been better off if we just stayed there. Because you know what? It was comfortable to them. You know, it, it was comfortable to them. They, they, they were like, you know, we're fine here. We don't need to go. Um, but that wasn't God's plan. God's plan was not for them to remain slaves in Egypt. God's plan was to break them out and bring them to the land that he promised them, that they would possess that land, right? The promised land, the land flowing with milk and honey. And there's a lot of people that get to the end of their lives and realize they never left their Egypt. They never moved forward. Um, and so, you know, anyways, it's not really what I wanted to talk about, but I wanted to bring out that point because it's very important. Um, I didn't give this broadcast a title, but if it, if I had a title for it, the title would be get moving because there's too many times, you know, the Bible says, um, in second Corinthians six, that today is the day of now is the time of God's favor. Today is the day of salvation. We always spend, it's always about, um, you know, uh, well, we got to wait and we got to see what happens. Everyone's always waiting for everything. And then, you know how fast time goes by? You know how fast time goes by? Before you know it, you know, 50 years have passed by. And what have you done? You sitting and you're talking about, well, you know, God gave me a dream. Um, you know, when I was a teenager, God gave me a dream when I was in my 20s. And, you know, then life got busy and, you know, and they, they never did anything with it. Um, you're right, John. It's true. People, people would prefer to stay in bound and to stay in bondage than they would to take a step and to say, I am going to believe that God's going to deliver me and actually take action. This is all about, I guess tonight is all about taking action and, and, and doing something. So that, that's what I'm going to, that's right, Gina. Good to see you. Get moving. Let's keep reading. Verse 13, Moses answered the people. Do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. He was right about that. <laughs> the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. I'm going to stop there. Now, I know a lot of people love that verse. And that verse, it's not that it's, 
there's truth in that verse. I want to bring you to another story. We're going to come back to this. I hope you have your Bibles because I'm going to be reading a lot of scripture, but a little bit back and forth um, to Second Chronicles. Because the first part of that verse, um, thousand percent, God will fight for you. Uh, let's go to Second Chronicles 20. Another one of my favorite stories. I'm doing a lot of favorite stories today. Um, let's see. We're going to start it. Let's go to verse 15. So Second Chronicles 20, 15. And I think we're all familiar with this story. And it's a fantastic story about, about God fighting for his people. Verse 15, he said, Listen, King Jehoshaphat and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army. For the battle is not yours, but God's. And so again, there's that truth. God's fighting the battle for you. It's not your battle. You know, there's a, a, an amazing song that we sing that I love called Battle Belongs. And the words say the battle belongs to, to the Lord. Right? So what does it say in verse 16? Tomorrow, march down against them. So, he, you know, here's the interesting thing again. What, what, what was the truth there? The truth was, um, God's going to fight for you. Don't be afraid. He's going to fight your battles for you. But what was the next directive? Tomorrow, march down against them. So the people, they weren't just sitting and being like, well, okay, God's going to fight for me. Uh, I'm just going to sit here in my chair and, uh, you know, God said, march down. They will be climbing up by the pass of Ziz and you will find them at the end of the gorge in the desert of Jewel. You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your positions. Stand firm. So yeah, there's another truth. Stand firm. We need to stand firm. Absolutely. And see the deliverance the Lord will give you. O Judah and Jerusalem, do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out to face them tomorrow and the Lord will be with you. And you know, what's interesting is that if they had, I mean, th think about, have you ever um, heard the phrase sitting duck? Has anyone ever heard that phrase? Because you're, you're, you end up being a target when you're just sitting there not moving. Um, but but what, what God directed the people to do, he said, march down against them. And then what happened? Listen to this. Um, Verse 21, after consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise him for the splendor of his holiness as they went out at the head of the army. Give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. As they began to sing and praise, the Lord sent ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir who were invading Judah and they were defeated. So what happened? And you continue reading on this in the story and Jehoshaphat, you know, they got all the plunder. You know what it's the, as the old saying goes, to the victor goes the spoils. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, you know, when I, whenever I'm, I'm preaching to a screen and I'm laughing, I just laugh at myself. I don't know if anyone else is laughing. In front of a crowd, it's much better. Because if, if no one's laughing in the crowd, it means it, it was a bad joke. Um, but if you guys are laughing, it helps me. So when I laugh to myself, it's tough. Um, anyways, 
So what? So let, let if you're taking notes, I want you to take note of a few things. Number one, um, Jehoshaphat got a directive from the Lord. There was a specific directive that was given to him from God. He said, "Tomorrow, march down." Okay. So there was so the <laughs> uh, nice reactions. You guys are seriously the best. I'm telling you. I don't know how many people do live broadcasts or what, but you guys for sure are the best crew um, ever. So number one, there was a directive from the Lord. Number two, there was an encouragement from the Lord. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Now Moses said that exact same thing. So there's a lot of, there's a ton of similarities. Uh, in these two stories. I, that's why I think I love them both. Um, so the, number one, there was a directive. Number two, there was an encouragement. And number three, well, actually, sorry, there's four. Number three, there was an obedience. This is probably the biggest key. What happened? What did the people do? They did it. Early the next morning, or early the morning, Wow. Let me read properly. Verse 20. Early in the morning, they left for the desert of Tekoa. So what happened? They got the directive. They got the encouragement from the Lord. Um, you know, that, that not to be afraid because God's going to fight your battle for you. Number three, they followed that directive. And number four, they praised and thanked God. You know, I, I, I so... I'm kind of going to like share, like I said, a little bit of, of, of my experience this past weekend. But I'm going to tell you what I did a whole lot of. I did a lot of thanking God. Um, you know, I was, <laughs> I was waiting in a very long line at the border. I was in line for an hour. Like, I'm, I'm not exaggerating. It was an hour. It was really long. And I, I don't, I feel like that hour flew by like it was two minutes, uh, mostly because I was super nervous I was so nervous my feet were like squeaking in my shoes because I was like <laughs> I was like I don't think I've ever been my heart was pounding but what I was doing during that hour um I I was thanking God and praising him oh um no Steph going coming back can I tell you about coming back into Canada there was nobody at the border. I was the only car in... So there was like three... Um, what are they? Booths? Three booths were open. One had one car. And then the other two had none. So I went right in. Guy asked a couple questions. He was nice. And I, I, I was gone. So, so this was um, going in, into America. A lot of people want to go into America and no one wants to come into Canada. That's what I learned yesterday. <laughs> um... And so I was praising God and thanking God. You know, I was just, I was sitting there waiting and, and I was, I was, thank, I said, thank you, Lord. You know, it, listen, I don't want to get ahead of myself in the story, but I was given a directive from the Lord uh, to do something. And it was something that required, that required sacrifice and it required an investment. Um, but it was a very, a clear directive from the Lord of what I had to do and see what what I the mistake that I made is that I got that directive and then I allowed things in the natural to get me get my mind going hey Maria good to see you 
Um, do you want to know something? Uh, your spirit, you know, you know that that phrase, uh, a gut feeling, um, because your spirit is in your belly, um, and so when 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 there's something like a, a check in your spirit, um, it, it's in your it's in your belly. Your mind, on the other hand, your mind is just like that great book from Joyce Meyer is a battlefield. And so what ends up happening is you might be, I feel secure in my spirit, but now my thoughts and my mind are going crazy, right? Steph, yeah, in your belly. So like, the, you know, the gut feel, I had a gut feeling, Steph. <laughs> oh man. Always there with the comic relief. Um, so, you know, you, you feel secure and then suddenly it's like, oh, what about this? What about that? What's going to happen here? What about this? And you know what I, I, I did? And I made, a, I made another mistake. I said, well, if I don't, I said, if I don't get in, that's what I said. And then I, as soon as I, I, I would say that, I said, you know what? Why am I saying that? Why am I doubting that this is going to work out? Because this like I said, what I, I, I went in case you, in case you're watching, you're like, what in the world are you talking about? Um, I'll explain it. I went on Friday, uh, to revival meetings, uh, with evangelist Jonathan in, in New Hampshire. And I felt it was probably, I mean, my mom could confirm, I don't know if she remembers, but this might've been back in August maybe, or something like that. When I, when I said, you know, I would love to go to New Hampshire in October. Because I felt a, just a clear, it, it, it was just a, a clear directive. You need to go. And at the time, um, all the restrictions were still in place. So the Canada ones, and the Canada ones are probably the bigger battle because there was a lot, of, a lot of Canadian restrictions, right? And I said, basically, I said, look, I, can't, I cannot go unless, you know, the, the Canadian restrictions are gone. It's too difficult. Um, and so I, that, that's basically what I said. And those, those restrictions got removed. Was it the 1st of October? If I remember correctly. And I said, okay, I got what I wanted. The restrictions were removed, right? Of course, not on the American side. So, but I said, you know what? I said, that's <laughs> Auntie Joe. I never want to have to say that word again, ever. Um, and so, um, so I was like, I felt even stronger. You need to go. You need to, to, to make this move and you need to go because you're going to receive something from the Lord if you go. But again, you're always, you're thinking in the natural and you're thinking, well, but what if I don't get through? What if I don't get through? Listen, I, I and again, I'm telling you this as, as, as a lesson that I had to learn and that, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, that's what, <laughs> you're right, Mary Ellen, I could have said that. Um, I'm not going to go into too much detail because this is a live broadcast. Um, the point is, I made it, as you saw um, in um, the pictures I posted. Um, I'm going to tell you this. I, I got, um, when I got through, the guy hands me back my passport, says, have a nice trip. Have you ever cried and laughed at the exact same time? Because that's what, that was me as I'm driving. And I'm like, 
I, I need to get I, I need to get as far away from this border as I could so they don't change their mind. So I'm driving. I got off at, at a, a, an exit that had Dunkin' Donuts because I really wanted to go there. Um, and I was like, yeah, I was like, oh, and I'm just thanking God. And when, so when I was in line, I knew and I felt this is happening. This is happening. Mel, you cried too. <laughs> Um, yeah, really? Oh, <laughs> um, and again, I'm not telling you this to, to, to show off because this was not, I, it was not a vacation. I didn't feel like going shopping in America. Uh, this was the Lord directed me to go and he made a way for me to get there. So I want to make that very clear because I know not everybody had a, a good experience over the past few months. That's been some, it's hit and miss, right? But I'm gonna make it very clear, I didn't get lucky. I didn't happen to get a, a guy who didn't care. I, I invested in prayer and the Lord made a way. And you have to understand that when the Lord tells you to do something, just do it. Don't sit and think to yourself, how is this gonna work out? You know, those Egyptians, let me go back to Exodus. Th those Israelites. The Israelites, they, they didn't, you think that they didn't like being slaves, but as soon, what, listen, listen to this guys in chapter 13, look what it says. Um, chapter 13, verse 21 by day, the Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud to guide them on their way. And by night in a pillar of fire. To give them light so that they could travel by day or by night. Neither the pillar of cloud by day nor the pillar of fire by night left its place in front of the people. You think that they would have had a little bit of confidence. <laughs> Mary, I, I, I hear you. I know it, it is, it's, it's hard to describe the feeling unless, unless it happened to you. You think. That they would have looked at what happened. That what God had been doing. Uh, Sheba, you took the words out of my mouth. It was super, there was a supernatural provision that was put in place for the people of Israel. And in my case, it was, a, there was a, I could not have done what I did without a supernatural intervention. I don't care what anybody says. I know that to be the case because I, I prayed, um, and I almost, and again, another mistake. I prayed for the Lord, please lift the American restrictions. I didn't need them to lift. You have to understand something. We wait for human beings to take care of us or to do stuff. And that is, I suppose we are humans. So we're always, you know, you're looking, oh, I hope, I hope this changes. I hope that changes. But I'm going to tell you what, God doesn't need the intervention of man. When he wants something done, he's going to do it. All you have to do is say, yes, Lord, I trust you. Wherever you tell me to go, I will go. Wherever you lead, I will follow. Look what it says in, in, in Psalm 37, 23. The steps of a man are established by the Lord when he delights in his way. When you delight yourself in the Lord, that's when you see things happen. You don't have to question, should I be doing this? And I'm, and I'm just, I, other than um, my parents, my husband, and my best friend, 
and Sister Mary, of course. <laughs> Nobody knew what I was planning to do. Nobody knew. I didn't tell anybody. Um, I don't know how many of you were shocked or surprised uh, when you saw my post. Uh, you, you know, you, what, you didn't. Maybe you didn't know what happened. Um, but I didn't. I didn't ask people to pray for me because. And you want to know why I didn't ask people to pray for me? Because I could have. I could have said to you guys on on a, on a Monday, hey guys, um, please pray for me. <laughs> she, but they they didn't know. But I'm gonna tell you on my way home yesterday, they were right at the fence. They were right there greeting me as as, as I drove. I'm telling you, because they usually don't stand by the fence. I, they're always in the yard. But they were right at the fence yesterday, welcoming me back. They're very they're very generous. Um, I didn't ask anybody to pray for me because it wasn't necessary. All I had to do was say yes to the Lord and he was going to make the way. And so when I was in that line, I did feel peace. Um, although actually this is funny. So I had, I'd prayed to the Lord. I said, Lord, um, <laughs> that's right, Sheba direct me, um, to which line I should go in. Because I'm a very specific person. When I pray, I don't pray vaguely. I'm extremely specific. And you want to know why I'm extremely specific? Because God is extremely specific. When you read these stories, especially in the Old Testament, the things they had to do, uh, like like Hezekiah, when, when he was uh, believing for healing, and he had to step back a few, a few uh, steps, and then he had to step forward, and then the shadow, and this, it was so specific. God is, is into the details. So I figured... I'm going to pray the details. I'm going to ask God, which lane am I supposed to go in? And I felt in my spirit, number two. So there was, there was one line and then the one line uh, split into two because two booths were open. They really would be better to open more. Uh, there was, I don't understand why there's, there's like six booths and only two were opened. It just, it doesn't really make sense. But anyways, so I, I'm in the line. And, and the way that it works is that it kind of curves a little bit, if you, if, a little bit to, to, to one side. And I thought, I don't know, I thought that it was lane two and lane three that were open. So I said, okay, so lane two is the one on the left. I've got to go to the left. So once uh, you had the option of going to the left or to the right, I went to the left. And then as I got close, I realized I messed up. I was in number one. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't want to be in number one. I'm supposed to be in number two. And I was upset. I was upset. And I was like, I was getting, you know, there was only a few cars in front. So I was getting close. I'm like, I need to switch over. But I, you can't because you're, there's so many cars. Everybody's tight together. What are you going to do? Put your, no one's going to let me in. Who's going to let me in to go in front of them? <laughs> You know, because everybody's, we're sitting there waiting for an hour. So I'm stuck. And I'm like, I'm like, no, I got to get out of this line. Yeah, it is. It is deceiving like that. Uh, there wasn't any Popeyes where I was. I was in the, uh, a very interesting town that really didn't have much in it. Um, and so I'm like, I got to get, I got, yeah, exactly. Sheba, I felt like I was there. That's right, Mike. Um. I needed to receive, yeah, I, that, that, that's exactly what I said before. I, I, I was going to receive something from the Lord and that, that's why I went. Um, and so I'm like, man, I got to, what am I going to do? 
And um, then, so there's probably like th three or four cars in front of me. So I'm getting there. And then a guy comes out and he signals at number three and he's signaling cars to come into number three. And three cars in the line next to me all jet out and go to number three. And suddenly I've got a space big enough for my little car to squeeze in. So I, I go into to lane number two and I'm like, I have this huge smile. I mean, the people must have thought I was like a mental patient or something. Cause I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm so happy that I'm there in, la in lane number two where I'm supposed to be. I put on a song, uh, the song Believe For It, which I put in my, um, my broadcast advertisement today. I put on the song Believe For It. I'm singing and I'm thanking the Lord. I'm saying, thank you, Lord, that I know that this is going to work. Uh, uh, thank you for making a way for me. Thank you that you make a way where there seems to be no way. And I, I was just praising the Lord, just like in Second Chronicles. Well, they praised the Lord. They said, the Lord is good and his love endures forever. They sang that before they won the battle. Because, you know, again, a lot of times we, we wait till it's over. Don't <laughs> praise the Lord all the time. Your praise will continually be in my mouth, right? You don't, you don't be like, well, once I get through that, and I, believe me, I, I praise like crazy afterwards as well. But, but before, as I was approaching, I was just thanking the Lord. You know, the words in that song that says, um, from the impossible, you, you do a miracle. And, and listen, again, it was not luck. Everybody, I'm sure there's a lot of people, some on this broadcast, who it didn't work out for them. <laughs> and they know people, it didn't work out for them. There, this was not a sure thing in the natural. It really was not. You don't know. You go there and you just don't know what's going to happen. And if you think you know, you don't know. So this was something that required a supernatural intervention from the Lord. Um, and I didn't do anything wrong. I, I answered every question that was asked of me. Just want to make sure that's clear. I didn't lie because I didn't, we, lying is not right. But I didn't have to because I answered every single question truthfully and honestly. And that was it. Um... So just, just to let you know, in case you're wondering, you know, did you, did you like, no, first of all, you don't lie because lying is wrong. If you want to know if lying is good or not, ask Ananiah and Sapphira, or you probably won't be able to. So we don't lie. And secondly, even if you, if you would say, um, you know, uh, uh yeah, just answer yes or say what they want to hear. What if they ask you for a proof? Then what do you do? I don't want to know. Um, uh, yeah, but, but Sheba people, it's still not working out for people even now. So it does, it, it might've, it, it might've died down, but it, it's still, it's still a hit or miss. Right. And so, but I didn't have to, oh, my husband's here. <laughs> I didn't have to, I just answered every question. No problem. I didn't have a problem. I didn't even have an issue at all. Um, so that's, so that's it. it. It's not, um, you know, and that's like, uh, like Mary Ellen said, it, it depends who you get. So you don't, you, there's no guarantee. Let's just put it that way. And everybody knows it when you're, when you're going there, Auntie Joe says, I know someone who was refused six days ago. Yeah. It, it, it's not, it isn't far, far from a sure thing. Very far from a sure thing. And I knew that.
but I, I, I made a decision to go. I didn't, um, well, I, I mean, they, yeah, they need to get over it. Listen, you also, you all, we also have to understand there's, there's, it's, it's an injustice because it makes no sense. Do you realize this? There could be a car that was behind me. So let's say they say no to me. There could be a car behind me with people sick with COVID. But if they're an American citizen, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you just have to, and, and if you happen to be Canadian and you live in the States and you've never left, so you've just been there the whole time, it doesn't matter. You can go and do whatever you want. It is, there's no basis. There's no science. Anyways, we all know that. Um, so it's an injustice. There's, there's no question about it. But I understood, um, you're right, Sheba, but I mean, <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I realized something. I said, you know what, why, why am I even questioning? Why am I even thinking? Um, I'm just sorry. I'm just going to read this question because it's a good question. I always believe lying is wrong. Why do people sometimes say it's necessary like in wartime? Okay, I get what you're saying. Why does this not go away? Okay. Um, I don't think... <sighs> You know, even, even in times, um, yeah, I believe it, Mary Ellen. Like even in times, like in, in biblical times, when there was a lie, the people were always cut out, cut, um, called out for their lie regardless. Right. So I don't think there's a justification for it. If you're talking about biblically, there, there's no justification for it. Good to see you. MC for JC. I bet you anything the JC stands for Jesus Christ. Am I right? I'd say so. Um, well, Sheba, did they lie? What what exactly did they? Because when I what I'm you you guys all know what I'm talking about. Because if I was asked a direct question, it's a yes or a no. Right. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's a yes or a no. If I would have said yes, it's a lie. That that's what I'm trying to say. The the Hebrew midwives they 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 figured out a way. Um, you know, and even with Rahab, it was, you know, you have to understand the the context of it as well and what like a, a lie is. I would have been lying, a flat out lie. You know, because you guys know what I'm talking about. Like I said, this is a, a live broadcast, and I keep the, the details to a minimum. But, um, you know, yeah, or refuse to answer the question. <laughs> you know, so there are certainly times when you have to like, um, like I said, in the, in the case of Rahab, she, she did not, she didn't tell them where the, where the men were. Um, yeah, it's not, it's not really even, <laughs> but you, you guys understand what I'm saying, right? Because in, in, and even with Ananias and Sapphira, it was a lie. There's no way around it. They they were asked a direct question and they lied. So you there, there was never an option for me to ever lie or to be like, well, you know, or to try to like dance around it. No, if if I got asked the question, it would have been a no. I don't I didn't even you don't consider lying. You know, it's like again with the Hebrew midwives. It's a good it's a good thing to bring up. Um actually, let me let me find the uh um, so basically, so, so what it says was, um, 
they basically said, yeah, in, in, in Exodus 119, the, the midwives answered Pharaoh, Hebrew women are not like Egyptian women. They are vigorous and give birth before the midwives mid, uh, arrive. In that case, okay, so Sheba, like your question, they didn't lie. They just didn't follow a directive. Okay, they didn't follow uh, 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 what they were being told to do. So that wasn't a lie. Do you, you understand what I'm saying, right? So that, that, I don't consider that a lie because what they did was is they refused to, to do something that they knew was wrong. Um, so, so that's how I look at that. In my case, I would have had to lie, right? Um, I want to find the story of Rahab. I found it here. Um, okay, so where... Let's see. Where do they ask her? Guys, uh, I know you're really good at... Um... Yeah, and Josie and Abraham got... It, it didn't work out well for him when Abraham lied uh, uh, that Sarah wasn't his wife. So, oh wait, I have another question here. Um, what's Raman? Hang on. Oh, Rahab, yeah. Um, it was... <laughs> Auntie Joe, very, very well put. It was not his finest moment. Didn't work out well. Where's the, the story of Rahab when she's questioned about the spies? Where, 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 where? Uh, oh man, where is it? Someone find me the verse. Um... Yeah, they took their time not to do what he wanted them to do. Yeah, so again, that to me is not a lie. Um, no, it's in Joshua. I just don't know the exact scripture. Because um, there is a point where they literally ask her, and she says, she like makes a, 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 a I don't know, I remember exactly what she says. Okay, somebody, somebody find me the reference of where Rahab is questioned about where the spies are. Um, so let's go back to... Um, to Exodus 14 and actually finish the story because it's 649, for goodness sakes. Um, so let, let's continue. So in, in Exodus 14, 14, Moses says, the Lord will fight, to, fight for you. You need only to be still. And what we realized and learned is that there's, there, there are truths there. Stand firm, which was the directive given to Jehoshaphat, and uh, um, that the Lord will fight for you. Um, oh, I have another question here. No, it's it's not a distraction. It's a great question. Um, I just don't know the reference for, for when Rahab was asked the question. Um, so there is truth there. But God, you know, and, and think about what happened earlier in Exodus 14. God told them to change where they were. To change, to set up camp in front of the sea. So God gave them a directive. What, again, why would they think? that God would lead them somewhere to end up being destroyed. And that's the lesson that I had to learn. Why, why would God direct me to do something for it all to go wrong? And, and, and that was something that... Um, okay, so it says... Uh, good, thank you, Mary. Joshua 2.4. Um, but the woman... Okay, so it says, Bring out the men who came to you and entered your house... Because they have come to spy out the whole land. But the women had taken the two men and hidden them. She said, yes, the men came to me. But I did not know where they had come from. 
At dusk, when it was time to close the city gate, the men left. I don't know which way they went. Go after them quickly. So, yeah, that is an interesting one because you could say, well, yeah, she, she lied to them. Um, but the, here's the thing you also have to remember. What's the context of that? It wasn't, <laughs> you know, we, we, we often, when you see a Bible story, Listen to this. This is very important. I'm glad this question was brought up. It needs to be addressed. You never build a doctrine off of one scripture. So what happens is you could look at that and say, because like I said, the, the midwives, they didn't lie. Um, when Abraham lied, he got in trouble. When Ananias and Sapphira lied, they got in trouble. So what you're seeing is don't lie, right? You're seeing a lot of that. But then you see Rahab and she, you know, basically said, I don't know where they went. They left. I don't know where they went. Meanwhile, she knew where they were. They were on the roof. But there was a specific purpose for that, that there was a directive that these men needed, these spies needed to stay there, right? This was, this was, God put it in place. So God didn't, it wasn't that, oh, God wanted her to lie. No, that's not what it is. Um, she just said, hey, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know where they are. They left you, but you better go after them. Or like when the wise men, um, pointed um, Herod, Herod in, in a different direction. You have to understand things that there are very specific circumstances where things happen. But you, you be careful not to build a doctrine on, on a story, like a, the story of Rahab, for example, because the truth of that story is not in what she said, it's in what she did. Okay? This is extremely important. The truth of the story is not in the fact that she she didn't she wasn't uh, quote unquote honest about where the men were. It was the fact that she was a, a a prostitute. She was not a righteous woman. That's something to keep in mind as well. This was not a a Christian who was you know saying telling the guys, hey, uh, I don't know where they are. She wasn't a a, a, a righteous woman. Far from it, <laughs> right? But there was something that she needed to do um, for God's plan to, to be carried out. Um, I hope that makes sense. So you have to be careful. Look, look at the entire context of the Bible and you'll see that lying is not, God doesn't want you to lie. Um, because it, it's not a good thing. Um, and so like I said, in my case, there really was no option for me to lie. If I got the dreaded question that I was uh, terrified to get, I would have had to answer it honestly. There's no way that I would have answered it dishonestly. And I'm just, just letting you know, that's me. Maybe somebody else would be like, nah, I would have said, I would have said what they wanted to hear. Listen, that's, that's your call. For me, there's no way, no way I would have been dishonest. Not going to happen. Um, yeah, Sheba, you're listen, you're right. I know the question was about wartime. I get it. Like there's there's different circumstances um for sure. But you'd have to also what's the context of it? What's happening and 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 what's the situation, right? Um anyways, that was a really long long-winded way of answering, but let me finish the story. Verse 15, Exodus 14:15. Then the Lord said to Moses, "Why are you crying out to me?" 
tell the Israelites to move on. Another translation says, tell the Israelites to get moving. If wherever you are, say those two words, get moving. Raise your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea to divide the water so that the Israelites will go through the sea on dry ground. God intervened in a situation, but the people had to get moving. Moses had to raise his staff over that water and God did what they could not do. There is a, a, a There will be a point in time, perhaps more than one, where you're going to have to make a decision and you're going to have to say, uh, Maria, find me the reference. Cause I, 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 I'm not going to, I'm not going to go flipping through the Bible. If you could find me the reference, we'll address it. Um, there's going to be a time, um, where, uh, um, you're given a directive and you have two choices. You could say, I, I don't know. Um, you know, I, I don't know what to do. I'm not sure if this is going to work. Or you can trust God and say, I know what God has told me. The Israelites, um, uh, the Israelites were not trusting. They were not obedient. Everything was always a problem. They always, they always moaned about everything. Nothing was ever good enough. When you don't be like that, when you get a directive, trust the Lord. I want to read one more scripture. This is, you might find it odd. That's right, MC. God, God, you know, he could, he could do whatever he wants. But if you look through the entire word, people needed to take an action on their faith. Faith is an action. Faith is an action. Well, uh, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now faith is. Not faith might be or maybe I'm going to have. No, faith is is and i'm going to read you an, another scripture auntie joe says paul did not lie because i'm not sure what you're talking about so i would have to see the scripture um turn to ezekiel 37 and i'm going to close with this ezekiel 37 uh starting at verse one the hand of the lord was upon me and he brought me out by the spirit of the lord and set me in the middle of a valley it was full of dry bones he led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? And here is this one of the best scriptures in the Bible. This is Ezekiel speaking. I said, O sovereign Lord, you alone know. Do you know what that means? I have no idea. You tell me. That we're not going to know everything. If you could spend your life trying to figure out every little thing, why this, why that. Um, yeah, but he was a Roman citizen. So that wasn't a lie. Um, if that, that, maybe that's the reference. But yeah, no, he was, uh, he was a Roman citizen. Um, we're not going to know everything. Even with these questions like about Rahab and, and ultimately like, you know, when is it okay? We're not going to know everything. We have a job to do. Trust God. Believe his word. Don't worry about the stuff that you might not understand. Or I, that's what you say. Lord, you know. I don't know. You know. 
It's like, that's Ezekiel's way of saying, I don't ask me. I have no idea. Another translation says thou knowest. And I love that. I love that. I love, I love saying that thou knowest. I, I have no idea. Um, yeah, Sheba, exactly. We're not going to know everything. What we do know is what God has provided us in his word. So it's our responsibility to know what the word says, to understand what the word says, and to take action on what the word says. That's what we have to do. Instead of sitting around being like, well, why is this? Why is that? I don't know. That's what you say. Say, Lord, thou knowest. I don't know. What I do know is what God has revealed in his word. And so when he gives you a directive, you stand on the word and you do it. No questions asked, no wondering, oh, is this going to work out? And that was a mistake that I made because I, I, I allowed doubt to creep into my head when really I should have never doubted. I should have stood on, on the promises of God and, and the confidence that I know that God will come through and that he will always make a way where there seems to be no way. Just like with the Israelites, what did he do? He allowed the water to recede so that they can walk through on dry land. I know there's a lot of, of scholars that say, well, you know, the water wasn't that deep. And so, you know, that's, that's how they're able to walk through. Then how in the world did the Egyptians drown if the water wasn't that deep? People say stuff and I don't know where I, I honestly, <laughs> like people just talk. It's like, it's so difficult to believe in a miracle working God. That, that's really what it is. It's, it's like people just cannot, they can believe that there is a, 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 a heaven that all they have to do is confess of their sins and believe in Jesus who they've, whom they've never seen and believe that there's a heaven which they've never seen and believe that they'll spend eternity there. But as soon as it comes to the miracle working God, well, you know, the, the water was very shallow. So, you know, or, um, you know, how about you start to take God at his word and you start to believe the things that he says? How about you, you understand that when it says in numbers that God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that would change his mind, that you know that, that you, could, you could take that to the bank, as they say. That you could know, hey, if God is telling me to do something, I just have to go. Get moving. Do it. Take action. Now faith is. Today is the day of salvation. Now is the time of God's favor. Not in 20 years from now. Well, I'm not, you know, I don't know if, uh, you know, I don't know if now is the time. Did God tell you to do it or not? Because you, it is easy to talk yourself out of everything. We're, aren't we so good at that? And my husband, my husband's great. He's a man of God. And that's exactly what he said to me. You're, you're trying to talk yourself out of it. That's what you're doing. You're trying to talk yourself out of it. And he was right. He was right. It was a, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to lie to you guys. It was a tough week <laughs> because with each passing day, as it got closer, I said, oh man, I don't know. But I, I, I learned a valuable lesson. How dare, how dare I ever doubt my God? How dare I ever wonder or question, is my God going to come through for me? And so if you're out there today, watching this, listening later, don't ever doubt that God will come through. And then you're like, well, you know, 
it was it was probably just something uh, um, you wanted to do and it doesn't mean that God was backing you clearly he was so that's why we have to pray for godly wisdom and we have to make sure that our, our spirits are sensitive to the Lord and he won't lead you astray very important you know it's easy to say well maybe it was just you you no clearly not because God was backing me the whole way he was there with me in that line as my my feet were squeaking in my shoes and my heart was pounding um yeah that's a good point you know um we, we are we're born again I mean I don't like I don't understand how people could 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 turn their nose towards towards miracles and be like I, I don't know or like you know like look at all you've seen look at all you've experienced yeah my faith boy I could do <laughs> um there, there's um because I had another song because like I said I was in line for an hour so I had another song uh playing and the song was called made away love the song great song I think I might make it the song of the week next week and one of the lyrics say um you oh thanks for joining Carol love to have you always um I'm gonna wrap up guys don't worry I know it's getting late um so and, and one of the lyrics in the song was you move mountains and that's the kind of faith it's like that's that's mountain moving faith um <laughs> thanks carol love you i'm glad uh, i'm glad loretta because i'm telling you from from a personal experience and I, I realized um what personal testimony and story can do for people because it's not like oh i heard of this no this is this actually happened and I, and I said, Lord, I said, and when I was listening to that song and I said, Lord, thank you for moving this mountain. And I looked in front of me and, the, and you know, when we talk about mountains, mountains are immovable objects in the natural, something that in the natural it's there. It's not going anywhere. I don't care what the climate people say that they're not crumbling and falling into the sea. It's not happening. Um, thanks Gina. Glad I'm glad you're here. Maria, did you find the verse? Because <laughs> I'm curious now. Um, but I, th I think I think you're talking about like the, the Roman citizen thing. But anyways, um, you know, and so I stared at what was in front of me. And I said, Lord, thank you for moving this mountain. You know, and honestly, it's like, and that's why when Jesus said, you can say to the mountain, you can say. Because that, that's another thing as well. They were like, well, you know, maybe God doesn't want to move the mountain. You can say to the mountain. And I looked at it and I said, it's done. It's done. Do you know what I did while I was in line? And I'm not trying to say that I have some kind of, you know, my faith is better than yours. It's not a contest. We should all strive for, for the greatest faith. But I'm in line um i went on expedia and i got the hotel because i didn't have a hotel book so i was basically um i was gonna go there with with nowhere to stay but i found the hotel ready to ready to press the button and i had a text message that's okay maria we forgive you it is dinner time um and i had a text message saved ready to send to my husband once i got over and i wrote in the text message see you on sunday and i 
it was ready. So basically, the moment I got through, I was ready to send it. And I remember I wrote, I, I typed it, and I typed, and I'm in line, right? I have no idea. I typed, see you Sunday. Ready to press send as soon as, because I got through and I drove a bit and I pulled over. Um, pulled over to take a picture of a sign, and then I got off, <laughs> I got off the highway. Um, and that's, and it, because I, I knew it was going to work out. Because I, I realized the more that I, I sat and waited and, and the more that I just prayed and I spoke in tongues, like I spoke in tongues like the whole time. I'm like, this is going to happen. God's, God told me to come. He told me to do this. I packed my bag. I got in the car. And I don't live close to the border, by the way. You guys all are very well aware of that. I do not live close. So you're talking about, you know, the, the, I did go by myself, Maria. Um, so, you know, you're, you're talking about, so an hour and maybe an hour and a half or something to get there, plus the hour in the line, plus if I would have had to come back, you know, right? That's a lot of time. But I said, Lord, I'm going to invest all of this. I'm going to do all of this because you, you, I know you want me there and there's nothing that's going to stop me from getting there. And I said that I prayed. I said, I'm going and no devil in hell is going to stop me. And I encourage you tonight. Do not ever doubt what the Lord has told you, what, what he has revealed to you through his word. Know that his word is true and know that he never fails and know that he cannot lie and know for sure that when you get a directive, just Go, do it, do it. Don't ask everybody, uh, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? That's what we end up doing, isn't it? Well, you have to get validation from other people. That's why I didn't tell anybody. Like I said, I told Sister Mary because I, I wanted to, she, she went through the same border and I wanted to ask her what happened. But I didn't tell anybody else. You know. That's right, Gina. Because I, and again, it's like, I'm not, and I, I was very honest with you tonight. I, I would have loved to say that I never doubted for a second, that I wasn't nervous, that I was like completely stress-free. I would love to say that that was the case. But I will tell you this. I never for a moment um, said, I'm not going. I never said that. I, I like, I, tried, I was reasoning with myself. I was speaking, but I'm being honest. I always knew no matter what I'm going, I'm going, whatever happens, happens, but I'm going, but I learned an important lesson. Trust God. He is faithful. He is too faithful to fail. Um, so whatever, I don't know what it is that you might be going through, what you might be dealing with. Um, but don't be like those Egyptians or Moses were like, Oh, you know, just stay still. And God's like, why are you crying out to me? I told you to go. Tell them to get moving, raise your staff over the water. Take that action and trust the Lord. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for all who are watching. Um, I pray that their faith might be built up. You know, that your word says that faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So Father, I, I pray that, that tonight was a... a, a you know, a testimony and a, and a, and a story to help people, um, have a renewed faith and know that you're never going to let us down, that you're never going to leave us nor forsake us. Um, 
thank so thank you lord i thank you for what you did for me i thank you for what you did for me i i i have to acknowledge this 100% god was in it with me lying was never on the table because he opened the door for me and he made the way hallelujah i love that it's so true I didn't need a plan B. Lord, thank you that there was no plan B required. There was no what if it doesn't work out. There was no what am I going to do if. There was no I don't know what's going to happen. None of that. Because you opened the door. You made the way. Thank, so Lord, I, I want to give you all the praise and all the glory for what you did for me. And for what I know that you will do for anyone. Because the Bible says that God is no respecter of persons. What he does for one, he will do for all. If you're listening tonight and you don't know Jesus and you're like, man, I want some of this. Well, you can have it. You can make a decision tonight to come into covenant with God. Pray this prayer if you've never prayed it before. Say, Father, I thank you for sending Jesus to set me free. I believe in my heart that you raised Christ from the dead. And I now confess of all my sin and wrongdoing. And I thank you that I am now in covenant with God. I believe that he is my Lord and that Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. Thank you, Lord. I am now saved. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.